Rockies 102.9. The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. This Bob and Brian On Demand is brought to you by Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew exhilarates and quenches with its one-of-a-kind great taste. Mountain Dew, this is how we do. Time to talk music news with our music guy, Gary Graff. Good morning, Gary. How are you? All right. How are you guys today? We're, uh, we're fine. We're good. That's good. They haven't let you loose anywhere in the world. So yesterday. The world, the world is a safer place. Yeah, we were, we were all yesterday. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, you know who shouldn't be on the loose, though, and it's all over the place? R. Kelly. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I can't imagine who you're talking about. Yeah. What a, what a you-know-what show. Um, this is, you know, this, of course, all comes in the wake of uh, Surviving R. Kelly, uh, documentary on Showtime in which they they documented his alleged uh, sex with underage you know women uh, having a, a a supposed an alleged sex cult that he operated you know stories that have been around for years but in this documentary they really uh, took a full look at it and you know it's certainly it's certainly convincing when you watch it R Kelly is not surprisingly you know saying that it's you know that it is wrong that he's going to take legal action against the producers of the series and that he's going to launch a website to dispute everything that's in it. So we'll we'll see what happens. Well, Facebook has already shut down one website that he had up. Um, yeah, I'm not but, sure that was his. I think that was somebody else launched it okay. to do uh, his. But he is, he is talking about some sort of online website. In the meantime, you have all sorts of people weighing in about it, other artists, Lady Gaga apologizing for for having collaborated with him. Phoenix, the band from France, you know, apologizing for having collaborated with him. In the meantime, you know, this is the kind of thing that happens. Uh, his songs, song sales and song streamings were up 16% from January 2nd, which is when the the series started showing. As I understand it, that that's a, a million new hits. Um, let's, I think it's, well, let's see, uh, 4.3 million. Four on-demand on no, streams. Wow. Okay. Um, so. Which is the exact opposite effect that they were, I don't know who when I say they were hoping it would have, but that there are some people who are going, well, why are you checking him out? He's they horrible. Nature of the beast. You're right. Watching, you're watching the car wreck. I'm one of those. I'm like, well, I'll go check his stuff out and see what he did. What do I know about R. Kelly? Because I would go, oh, that's R. Kelly? Yeah, I mean, it's been no secret. And it's, you know, it's no secret that the guy, the guy likes his sex. I mean, that's what his music and performance has always been about. And like I said, these these rumors, these reports have been around for years about the sex cults, about the un, the underage sex. But uh, you know, this is this is certainly there. And even even as recently as this past summer, wherever he would play, there would be protests. There were a number of his shows that were canceled um, because of all this. So you know, this this is and you know now you have things like even in in Georgia, Fulton County, where he has a he apparently has a mansion. The district attorney's office there is investigating what what may have happened there, you know, down there. So so I think this is the beginning of a long and dark road here. Have you seen the whole series? I haven't seen the whole series. It's long. It's six hours. But, you know, I, I, I checked into, I, I needle-dropped it, as I like to say, and checked into various points of it. And, you know, it is, it's well done, and like I say, it's convincing. You know, and, yeah, none of it is good for R. Kelly. I no, mean, zero. No, listen, if it's, if, you know, if it's wrong, if it's correct, let him be damned. If it's wrong, you know, prove it. You know, show show us that it is wrong, and then and then you know exact whatever you know whatever revenge you you need to. But you know, let's let's see let's see what's what. Now, story the story is that a lot of people 
didn't want to be in front of the cameras talking about it, and that surprises me because there are tons of people in front of the camera who are talking about and so it. So imagine that if there were tons who didn't want to, you know what that means. I think I think, and I think some of those will come out of the woodwork now that this is now that this is actually out there. Well, it was that some of them who had been critical of R. Kelly didn't want to be on camera saying it. Right. Yeah. 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 So, so we'll see. I mean, like I said, I think this is the beginning of a long you know, a long and dark road, and we're going to be hearing a lot more about this. All right, Aretha Franklin. There's an Aretha Franklin tribute concert that's being filmed in in, L- in L.A. this weekend, and that's, right. that, that's on, great. On, on Sunday, uh, it's this this is the latest in these Grammy celebrations. You know, they did the Beatles and the, B- the Bee Gees and Frank Sinatra and Stevie Wonder. Now they're going to do Aretha. Uh, Smokey Robinson just signed on to do part of it. It's also Tyler Perry's the host. It's also got Jennifer Hudson, Alicia Keys, John Legend, Patti LaBelle, Janelle Monet, Shirley Caesar, Yolanda Adams, Brandi Carlisle, uh, Common, Kelly Clarkson, Celine Dion, a bunch of others. Uh, it'll be, it will air March 10th on CBS. You know, after they've edited it and everything, but it should be should be a good night. I mean, that's a lot of firepower there, and a lot of the the obvious suspects who would sing Aretha Franklin songs. Are uh, any of the any of the monies raised from this going to go pay off her eight million dollar income tax bill? Apparently, not that it, not that they have said <laughs> eight million well, she owes they, the know, government. It, how how did they not go? How do they not go round her up the at eight mil? You know, this has gone on. This is another thing that's gone on for years. And if you'll recall, when she passed away, I, I did say that the other shoe will drop. And when you hear stories like this, the other other shoe is dropping. You know, she was reportedly and allegedly not particularly good with her money, not particularly good about paying all her debts, and these are coming home to roost. So, you know, the estate the estate is saying that these claims are overstated. You know, we'll see again, prove it. But, you know, more, more, moreover, they're saying that, you know, they are going to pay it off, and it's in the process of being paid off. So we'll what see. are the chances the estate will be whittled down to like nothing by the time someone inherits? Well, you know, the estate does have income because she, yeah. she she does sell a lot of music, and you know, even since her death, the the streams and the the downloads have been prodigious. And there's going to be other projects and archival projects that will come from the estate, museum exhibits, uh, the you know, movies, things like that. What are the odds that her estate contacts one of those lawyers we see on TV where say that they say they could whittle it down to pennies on yeah, the dollar if you owe the IRS? I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, you know, probably she, she's got, She does have real attorneys handling you know, handling the estate, so I'm sure they'll figure they'll figure something out. Is everybody going to Broadway now? Brian Adams is on Broadway yeah. now. Well, he's been on for a little bit. He's actually not on Broadway per se, but he and Jim Valance, his longtime songwriting partner, did the music for the new Pretty Woman musical. It's the musical based on on the movie. So the um, you know earlier in the week, Brian Adams hopped on stage with the cast at the end and played one of the songs solo, and then joined the cast for the finale. So, you know, this was his quote-unquote Broadway debut. But, you know, don't make the mistake that Brian Adams is actually acting on Broadway. I'm not sure what Brian (laughs) Adams is ever doing because the last time I saw him, actually saw Brian Adams, he had a book on photography, and he was on with Kelly and and Ryan Seacrest. He's a really, really good photographer, and he's hired by, like, all the best magazines. And he was one of, for the Queens, I guess it was Queen Elizabeth's, I guess it was the 60th anniversary jubilee, he was one of three photographers chosen to take official portraits. Really? 
Really? A guy with many talents, Broadway. Yeah, boy, that really right bugs up. me. Yeah, photography. How come, how come some of us get no talent whatsoever and right. someone else gets you two, have, you three? Have, you have talent. What's your, what's your favorite Brian Adams song? What's his best song? Um, Fit You Good. Okay. Always always like that song. All right, very good. Uh, Woodstock, 50th anniversary. What's yep. going on with that? It's happening. Actually, it's going to happen twice on the same weekend. Um, in upstate New York on uh, August 16th through the 18th. We'd already talked about with the Bethel Woods, the amphitheater that's on the original Woodstock site, what they have planned. Now Michael Lang, the original co-organizer, has announced that he will do a large-scale Woodstock-like festival that weekend in Watkins Glen, which you'll remember was the site of a huge, like 600,000 people, concert by the Grateful Dead, the Allman Brothers Band, and the band. Uh, in 1972, now he's you know he's he's published. Michael Lang has has produced a site map for Watkins Glen. He hasn't said who is going to be performing yet, although he did acknowledge he approached Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young about a reunion performance <laughs> and came away saying uh, that it's just a mess, so it won't happen. But he expects to to have some of the Woodstock alumni who are still around. I know when I spoke to Carlos Santana recently, he confirmed that he had spoken to Michael Lang, you know, about doing something, as as well as contemporary acts. And, you know, it'll be, what's interesting now is, you know, back in, you know, 1969, as well as even in 1994, and maybe even in 1999, the idea of a Woodstock was unique. We didn't have that big culture of outdoor weekend festivals in the United States like we have now with Bonnaroo, Coachella, Lollapalooza, and all the others. So, how special Woodstock is in 2019, other than the name, remains to be seen. I mean, I think it's it's going to be just a you know another another one of the big festivals with a great name. What is on the actual spot where the uh, where the stage stood 50 that's the, years that's ago? That's the Woods Center for the Arts. It's it's an amphitheater. It's like a Marcus or something. They had archaeologists out uh, in that field about a year ago. Yeah, yeah, looking for looking for artifacts from, uh, <laughs> from Woodstock. I don't know what that would be. Oh, so, I can imagine. Yeah. So where? So where? If that if there's a stage there, where is the museum at Woodstock? That's that's part of the complex. Okay. Yeah, they built. Right. They actually, you know, I got to say for for a historic site, they really did it right here. You know, they they created a re, you know they basically make music live on the site where music history was made. And I think I think that's you know they really did a they they did a nice thing with that, and Michael Lang is even though he's now has a competing event that same weekend he has shown nothing but respect for what they're doing on the original site. He just pointed out that look you know that's a fifteen thousand amphitheater I want five hundred thousand people or whatever, you know he wants a Woodstock and you can't do that on the original site anymore. And uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. A movie that you said not very good just keeps chugging along. I, you know, and uh, I, I watched with great chagrin on Sunday night when it won the Golden Globe. <laughs> um, you know, and it just keeps. Yeah, you're right. It just keeps moving, moving along. It was nominated for seven British Film Awards uh, this week, but uh, interestingly, not Best Film. Nominated for a bunch of other things, but not Best Film uh, this weekend. By the way, you can see Bohemian Rhapsody in a sing-along version. In the theaters, kind of yeah. like they, kind of like the they Rocky did the Horror. Abba. They did them with that with the ABBA movie and with the Greatest Entertainer. You know, you can go and you can sing. You know, you or, can do uh, your, your version of Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, along with who, however many of your best friends are in the theater with you, or Mike Myers. 
Poor Mike Myers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can do all you can do all sorts of things here. So, you know, the question remains is what's you know what what are the Academy Awards going to do with this thing? I mean, obviously it's a big movie. Obviously it's a movie a lot of people, you know, critics especially don't like. A lot of people love it. A lot of people don't like. Is it, it great entertainment? Just not accurate. Actually, I don't even think it's my for myself. I don't think it's even great entertainment. I do not think it's a very good, very good as a movie. So you're not you're not backing off of your good or your you. or your no. spot. Okay, no, you're I, you're hard down on it. You've dug you in. Know, a Star Is Born, even though I don't think that was great, is the better of the music movies. Um, but uh, yeah, now Bohemian Rhapsody, I really I still feel is a great disappointment. What's up with Lindsey Buckingham and Fleetwood Mac uh, this know, week? Usual. He, he just he did a, a an online chat, so letting fans ask him questions. And, of course, Fleetwood Mac came up, and he, he basically said, you know, he doesn't really miss being at Fleetwood Mac because he's getting to do his own stuff. Yeah, you know, pause for a, you know, yeah, Lindsey, right? Um, but he, you know, <laughs> so you're he, not I, buying that. No, and he does come out, though, and say again, you know, that he doesn't like the way the band's presenting itself now, that he thinks it dishonors uh, the legacy, you know, of his time in the band, and you know, so on, so on, and so forth. Nothing, nothing real surprising. But he does plan to release an album of his own this year, and I, you know, I still do not put it past him being back in Fleetwood Mac in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, when he's done with this tour. Well, when he's yeah. done with this, when uh. the band. I mean, they're doing okay on their tour, but you know, I think when when cooler heads prevail and say look if you really are talking about making a new album the the public's not going to buy a new album with these guys it's it's it wants an album with lindsey buckingham it wants another tour with lindsey buckingham so we'll see all right so you get to pick the last one of the day well the you know new um, news came out uh, just just yesterday that the who the who's manager uh, bill kerbishley is saying that they they're going to make a new album uh, this year, the Pete Townsend has a bunch of new songs. He said 13, eight of which are, he says, are prime Who songs, and that the band is going to go on the road in North America and the U.K. this year. It's a little different from when I talked to Roger Daltrey in December, and he was saying we haven't, you know, they had, they're talking about things but haven't settled on anything, and he has he has his own projects he wants to do. So, so we'll see how that pans out. And also, we should make note, Bob Dylan and Martin Scorsese, are getting together again. They did that great uh, film in 2005, No Direction Home, documentary about Bob Dylan. Now they're going to work together on a documentary about the Rolling Thunder Review, that that all-star tour uh, Dylan did during 1975 with with like a who's who, you know, Joan Baez, Roger McGuinn, um, you know, a bunch of other big, big stars. And they just rolled, you know, made surprise performances from city to city. So, you know, given how good... No direction home was. I'm sure this will be fabulous too. I would like to see Martin Scorsese's musical collection or his oh, his iPhone or I, oh yeah. I just wonder what what's you, in what there. Do you just like to see his who he's got in his <laughs> yeah in his yeah, contact just do. yeah yeah I'm, yeah. Sure, I'm sure that's a one. I'm sure that's a pretty uh, pretty <laughs> auspicious. Uh, do you think he has Clapton's phone number? Because he has Clapton in all of his soundtracks. I think, Layla. Yeah, I, I think yeah. he. I think he has most everybody. In his, uh, you know, in his in his contacts. All right. Who's your Who's the biggest name you have in your phone, Gary? Like, can uh, you call Pete Townsend? Do you have his number? Don't have Pete Townsend's number. I have, uh, you know, I have like Seeger and Kid Rock. Um, you know, some people like that. Huey Lewis. All right. So let's say you're calling Seeger. Does he answer the phone? Hey, Gary, how are you? Or does he go, hello, like uh, that? Boy, I haven't <laughs> called him in a long time. I forget. 
Well, there you go. Let's call him next week. Let's call Seeger and get him on the show because he's going to be here in a couple of weeks. He is. Yeah. He he, he, he is not talking to anybody. (laughs) He's doing his his thing. It is a good show, though. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Gary. All right. We'll talk to you next week.